Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OrthoBullets podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of olecranon stress fracture found under the shoulder and elbow section at orthobullets.com. Let's begin with a quick summary. Olecranon stress fractures are rare elbow injuries that predominantly affect throwing athletes. Diagnosis can usually be made with plain radiographs of the elbow, but may require an MRI or CT scan to confirm the diagnosis in the early stages. Treatment is generally rest from pitching, pain control, and brief periods of immobilization. Now let's get into the episode. In terms of the anatomic location, it predominantly involves the epiphyseal plate, and fracture lines may propagate to be either transverse or oblique in orientation. In terms of the pathophysiology, the mechanism of injury has three commonly accepted theories. These are olecranon posterior medial impingement, triceps traction force, and valgus extension overload. And associated injuries with throwing movements include ulnar collateral ligament tears and medial epicondyle avulsion fractures. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include posterior medial olecranon pain of the throwing arm. This will improve with rest and will worsen with throwing movements. On exam, one may note mild swelling over the olecranon and localized tenderness. A valgus instability stress test may indicate an associated UCL injury. In terms of imaging, recommended radiographs include an AP, lateral, and oblique view of the elbow. Optional views include a valgus stress view and views of the contralateral elbow for comparison. Specific findings may include a physial widening, delayed fusion or fragmentation, and widening of the medial joint space with UCL injuries. A CT will best visualize an olecranon stress fracture on lateral views. Findings of a typical fracture pattern include that it originates from the articular surface and it runs towards the dorsal proximal direction. An MRI is indicated if there is suspicion for a UCL tear. Specific views should include a coronal T2 fat-saturated view. Findings may include a T-sign, which is indicative of a UCL tear. In terms of treatment, non-operative options include short-term administration of NSAIDs, rest, and plus or minus temporary splinting. This is indicated as first-line treatment. Specific modalities include an initial four to six weeks of rest with removal from sport for up to three months, progressive range of motion exercises, avoiding valgus loading forces, such as in throwing, Electrical bone stimulation may also be considered, and one should consider vitamin D and calcium supplementation. Operative options include open internal fixation. This is indicated for delayed fracture union. Specific modalities include a large compression screw or a tension band wire. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to a lecranon stress fracture, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 19-year-old college baseball player has posterior elbow pain despite non-operative treatment for nine months. He developed acute worsening of pain and an inability to throw. His imaging demonstrates a simple transverse intraarticular olecranon fracture. What is the next most appropriate step in management? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Elbow arthroscopy Choice 2. Open removal of osteophytes Choice 3. Ulnar nerve transposition Choice 4 internal fixation with a compression screw, or choice five, cast immobilization, followed by gradual return to strengthening program. The best answer to this question is, choice four, internal fixation with a compression screw. Athletes may develop an olecranon stress fracture. Initially, this is treated with rest from activity. If it does not go onto union, ORIF with a compression screw is indicated. This injury is commonly seen in baseball pitchers as well as other higher level athletes and is thought of as an overuse type injury. 
This is part of the valgus extension overload syndrome. Before it displaces, most of them are treated with a single large screw. Once it is displaced, it can be treated as any olecranon fracture is treated, that is, with the screw plus or minus tension band or with plate fixation. The publication by Reading et al. is a case series of five pitchers who underwent ORIF with the 7.0 millimeter screw for this pathology. All went on to successful union at a mean of 15.4 weeks, with return to throwing at a mean of 29.4 weeks. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 11-year-old boy who is a little league pitcher has a three-month history of right elbow pain made worse after several innings of pitching. The pain is in the posterior and medial aspect of the elbow joint, but is without clicking or mechanical symptoms. There are no signs of infection or swelling, and range of motion is full. There is tenderness over the medial aspect of the elbow, distal to the humeral epicondyle, over the proximal lecranon. Valgus stress testing of the elbow is normal. What is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice one, olecranon bursitis. Choice two, osteochondritis dissecans of the capitellum. Choice three, ulnar collateral ligament insufficiency. Choice four, medial epicondylitis. Or choice five, olecranon stress fracture. The best answer to this question is, choice five, olecranon stress fracture. The patient has an olecranon stress fracture due to overuse injury from pitching. The repetitive forceful contraction of the triceps coupled with varus and valgus torques about the elbow are felt to cause the olecranon epiphysis to separate from the adjacent epiphyseal plate as reported by Torg and Moyer. This may persist into late adolescence. Charlton and Chandler described five throwing athletes between the ages of 16 to 20 years with delayed closure of the olecranon epiphysis and an inability to throw. The ulnar collateral ligament was intact in all of them. The patients in their study underwent open reduction and internal fixation with tension band wire, screw fixation, and autogenous bone graft in some of the cases. At 32 months, all were asymptomatic despite a prolonged preoperative course of more than 30 months of limiting pain. It is important to recognize stress fractures about the elbow in a young pitching population and treat accordingly, first with rest and cessation of throwing activities. If prolonged, surgical fixation provides reliable results. For the third question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 22-year-old professional baseball pitcher has had elbow pain for the past six months despite rest from throwing. A CT scan demonstrates a stress fracture of the olecranon. Management should consist of which of the following, and the answer choices are Choice 1. Cast immobilization for six weeks. Choice 2. Brief immobilization followed by rest for six weeks. Choice 3. Internal fixation with a compression screw. Choice 4. Internal fixation with a tension band wire. Or choice 5. Bone stimulation. The best answer to this question is, choice 3. Internal fixation with a compression screw. The CT scan demonstrates a stress fracture of the olecranon. This injury is the result of repetitive abutment of the olecranon into the olecranon fossa, traction from triceps activity during the deceleration phase of the throwing motion, and impaction of the medial olecranon onto the olecranon fossa from valgus forces. Fractures may be either transverse or oblique in orientation. Initial treatment consists of rest and temporary splinting. Electrical bone stimulation may also be considered. Open fixation with a large compression screw is recommended when non-surgical management has failed to provide relief. That's all for this review about olecranon stress fracture. We hope that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session from OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. 
As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on orthobullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the Orthobullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the Orthobullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the Ortho Bullets podcast.